Charlie Brown? He's doing the chop, baby! Oh, no! What is this, 1984? I just rambled for 20 minutes and deleted it. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello! From the Dyer Prime Studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Off-season episode 22. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWB. Twitter, tweeting on Twitter. Find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know. Facebook page for Unreasonable Doubt. Find it, hit the blue thumb, follow the podcast there. Podcast gear. Link in show notes. Check it out. Do you like golf? Not everybody does. I enjoy golf. If you play golf, then I'm going to describe a scenario that you are familiar with. You're probably very familiar with this idea. There's nothing like getting a new driver. You know what they say, drive for show, putt for dough. (laughs) Anyways, not as exciting to get a new putter. Very exciting when somebody gets a new driver. And how that works typically is you'll play with somebody. They got a new driver. They're hitting really good drives during the round. You're not hitting good shots with your driver. And you're like, hey, man or woman, can I borrow your driver? Just want to just want to take it for a ride. You you're seem to be doing great with it. Let me check it out. And you hit the sweetest drive. And guess what happens next? Then you go to your local sporting goods store, perhaps a national chain that may have a place in their facility where you can hit a driver, and it just so happens to be the driver that you hit sweet one time on the golf course. And it wasn't even your driver, but that one sweet shot makes you go to the sporting goods store and you're hitting the driver into a net, all right? And it's not like a fancy, the net is in front of some kind of screen where it makes it look like you're playing golf virtually. It's just a net. But man, when you're hitting that driver that you hit on the golf course, your friend's driver, you hit a new one just like that into the net at the sporting goods store, man, that feels good. Who knows how long it would go if you were in, you know, the real world or on a golf course. But in that net, it feels so good. You can't hit anything better. So guess what? You give your money, maybe not cash because there's a coin shortage, but you would give like a, uh, your, a credit card or your phone or however you pay with things these days. And you buy the driver. Okay. Respected golf brand, you like how it feels. You buy the you buy the club, all right. So now you go back to the real world, to the to the golf course, 
first round with your brand new driver and you don't have your friends with you. You're playing by yourself. And that first shot and the first shot that you hit with your driver. And it's your club now. You're not borrowing it. And you hit it right down the middle. Fantastic drive. Second and third drives, they're not as far. It does. It's not as sweet as the first one, but they're in good shape. They're in the fairway. Like, all right, I have made a good purchase. This driver is for real. I feel so great about this purchase that I've made of a driver. And guess what happens the rest of the round? You're spraying the driver. You're questioning, why did I buy this thing? It's going right. It's going left. Yeah, there's some user error. It's not the club. It's the person holding the club. But in that moment, you've just spent a lot of money on a brand new driver. And it's the driver's fault. It's not your fault. You're like, I cannot believe. I hit good shots with it. I barred the club. I hit great shots. In the net, don't know how far it was going or really where it was going. But it felt great. First few shots a day felt good. What the heck happened? In golf, there's 18 holes. You get to the 18th hole. It's a shot uh, from the tee that requires a driver. You're like, I'm, you know, I've got to use this the whole round. I want to give it up, but I'm going to hit it here on 18. And guess what? It's the best drive of the day. There's no reason it was going to be good. But you brought it out, you hit it, and that's a shot, a great drive on 18. You could question playing the game of golf the whole round. Why do I play this? I'm so frustrated. But you hit that drive on 18, and you're like, I'm going to, this was a mistake playing by myself, but I'm going to call some friends and we're going to play golf next week. And I'm going to hit my driver in front of my friends. And I'm going to thank the friend for letting me borrow the driver because this shot on 18 made it all worth it. I tell you all this to say that I just explained the Emmett Matthews Jr. experience. Long-witted way of giving you a player profile for Emmett Matthews Jr., Who's a junior this year? Junior Emmett Matthews Jr. Let me explain. Barring the driver from the friend, the really nice shot to get you introduced to the driver was the Texas Tech game in the Big 12 tournament when he was a freshman. Where he had 27 points and he dunked over that guy. It was the most exciting play of the season. All right? Follow me. Now, the equivalent of hitting the driver in the net and it feels good, but you don't know really what you have, is the first seven games of a sophomore season. Four of those games, double-digit scoring, making three-point shots, big contributions in wins over Pitt, Wichita State, and Rhode Island. And you could argue two of those three games All those points were necessary for WVU to win. I was at the Rhode Island game. We needed all of Emmett Emmett Matthews Jr.'s points that day. So big contributions, 
And the talk before the season was, look out for Emmett Matthews Jr. You know who I like, Emmett Matthews Jr. And it's the same thing. It's it's that talk that gets you, you know what, I hit that driver really good that I borrowed from my friend. I'm going to convince myself to go to the sporting goods store. All right? So still with me? Probably not. The first couple of drives on the golf course, you own the club now. You're on the golf course for the drive with the driver for the first time in those first few good shots. That's the Austin Pay or Austin P game and the Nichols State game in December of his sophomore season. Double double versus Austin Pay or Austin P. Ten points in the second game against Nichols State. Now, where you're spraying the driver and question, questioning why you bought the driver, that was conference play with Emmett Matthews Jr. last year. It was all over the place. Emmett Matthews Jr., and it only happened last year, but you won't believe this. He didn't score in four of the conference games. He scored zero points. The first five conference games after that great non-conference schedule for Emmett Matthews Jr., he scored nine points in the first five conference games. The eight games before the last Baylor game, the last game of the season, he scored 21 points in eight games. And then there was the last game of the season versus Baylor at home. And guess what? That's the sweet drive on 18. Because, yes, this is why I have the golf club. And, you know, his first shot in that Baylor game that he made was like a a fadeaway bank shot. But it, it went in. And then he made some threes. Remember, West Virginia was down... 9-0 9-0 to Baylor at home. And Emmett Matthews Jr. single-handedly got them back in the game with that crazy bank shot and then a three-pointer with the the shot clock expiring. And then the second half, Baylor was pulling away. And then Emmett Matthews Jr. did a baseline dunk that got the crowd excited. And then he had another dunk. Anyways. Everything I said about golf in regards to a new driver, that explains Emmett Matthews' career at WVU. And I'm not going to say it again, but I feel confident that it's the same thing. So the question is, what will the next round look like for Emmett Matthews? The Emmett Matthews Jr. driver. The next round of golf. What's it going to be? Here's what I feel like it's true. Emmett Matthew Jr. Emmett Matthews Jr. is going to go into his junior season as a starter. He's going to start. And listen, I I don't know much and let me also be clear, I've never projected anybody that plays WVU basketball to regress. Okay? <laughs> I never go into the season saying, you know what? This guy's going to be worse than last year. Because why would you do that? 
You only have four years to play basketball. Typically, you get better each year. And Emmett Matthews, from his freshman to sophomore season, was incrementally better. Very small gains. But here's what I think is going to happen with Emmett Matthews Jr. He's going to average more than six points a game, which is what he ended up averaging last season. He's going to shoot better from the floor than last year's 39%. And I think he's going to... Now, is he going to be double digits? I don't know. Is he going to be better than six points a game? Absolutely. And like I say with everybody, I'm really excited to see what Emmett Matthews Jr., if they play basketball, uh, what his contribution is going to be to the team this coming season. I think he's going to be better than last year. (laughs) I don't know why that's funny, but what you're never going to hear from me is, I think fill in the blank is going to be worse this year than last year. Won't do it. I think Emmett Matthews Jr. is going to be better than last year. Random thoughts coming up. Golf. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Dyer Prime Creative Group. They have a special going on right now. We're in a pandemic. There's mandates to wear masks when you go in the stores, in the schools, you know, in the buildings. Dyer Prime can help you with your mask needs. Are you needing a large number of masks for your company, school, or organization? They've got quality, constructed polyester masks, single color design on one side of these masks, in various sizes, and they're $5 each. What a deal. Get in on this mask deal. Caller, text, Dyer Prime, 304-767-4445. Find them on the web at dyerprime.com, D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dyer Prime. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Down. You and I both know what's going on in the world in 2020. One year ago, one of the main headlines was, who has the best fried chicken sandwich? (laughs) Wouldn't you love to have that run across your timeline now? Not to distract you from important issues, but I would just say, you know, blindfold me and just say, all right, big news in this year was how yummy fried chicken sandwiches were. Would you say that's a good year? And my answer, and I don't know why I'm blindfolded for this. There's no reason for a blindfold. But I would say, uh, you know, well, I I don't think it's, I don't know if it's a bad year. Probably not a bad year if we're talking about fried chicken sandwiches. 
I tell you that to say that I finally had one year later. I I finally had the Popeyes chicken sandwich. My initial impression: it was yummy. Seeing the Popeyes chicken sandwich in the commercial, and even seeing YouTube videos of people eating Popeyes chicken sandwich, and yes, I admit that I've done that. I thought the sandwich was going to be bigger. I also got thrown for a loop is that you had an option between the the Popeye's chicken sandwich and the Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich. And I like spicy things, but, you know, I'm not around Popeye's very often, so I'll just get the, you know, nobody said a year ago, get the spicy one. So I just got the regular one, and it, it was good. It was good, okay? That being said, I ordered it in the drive-thru because, you know, pandemic. Try not to go inside of restaurants. That's that's my thing. <clears throat> but it made me think about my behavior in the drive-thru line. And, you know, I want to be honest with you, the audience of humans and robots, over the years, I'm I don't I'm not on my best behavior in a drive-through, in a fast food drive-through. Very passive aggressive, um, easily frustrated. It's gotten better over the years. As I've gotten older, as I've gotten more salt in the beard, you know what I mean? I'm softening. But what I've tried to do from this Popeye's chicken sandwich experience, and I, I was on good behavior that day. Truth be told, I got through the line. And uh, as I was leaving, realized that there was no spoon for the Cajun mashed potatoes. I don't know if it's Cajun mashed potatoes. Cajun gravy. So I parked and then, uh, w- you know, put myself between two cars, just walking through the drive-through, and and asked the gentleman. And I had my mask on, and I asked the gentleman uh, for a spoon, of which he provided that. I also asked for napkins. It was a very pleasant experience. You know, I, I wasn't just needed some uh, cutlery, okay? And they didn't have a spoon; they had a spork which makes me think of KFC, both fried chicken places. Anyway, what I've tried to do from that fast food drive through experience is try to make a rational list of what has, let me be clear, uh, the behavior that I've had in the drive through is, is a me problem. It's not the fast food folks. But here's the rational list of what is, Contributed to being for me to be ir- ir- irrational in the drive-through line. All right, and let's start with the napkins. Okay, I mean the common things that I don't feel like have contributed to my um, my behavior in the drive-through is getting the order wrong or not getting the freshest fries. Like that's I'm going into the drive-through experience. Not with the expectation that the that the order is going to be wrong, but there I feel like 
that the drive-through experience that more things can go wrong than being in front of a person and having your food on a tray instead of a bag where you can hide whatever's happened. Plus, you have people behind you in the drive-through line typically. So you do your best to to kind of look into the bag. Do I have everything before you drive off? But you know, you're there to get in and out of the line. It's just there's more opportunity for error or to get lesser experience uh, from the fast food folks. And then from you, you're in a hurry, so you may not catch everything if they miss something. Anyway, why is there either no napkins in the bag or they've taken the whole container and like they're they're <laughs> like trying to figure out how many napkins can I do today between my thumb and my ring finger to grab Napkins, and I picture uh, people getting napkins out of like the the metal napkin container. So, and that's and the record is typically like three hundred napkins, or there's absolutely zero napkins. There's very rarely one napkin, or what would be adequate if you've gotten four value meals. It's zero or two hundred. And I don't, that's, you know, <laughs> that doesn't make sense, right? Another thing, and this is just, this is just an observation, or this is just me talking about my behavior in the drive-thru. If you offer me something when I'm talking to the speaker and looking at the menu, and you offer me something... I'm 100% going to decline it. Would you like that medium or large? Now now the question is, what size would you like? Which puts me in a position of not saying no, but I end up either saying whatever I'm paying for on the menu. I don't think I say it like that. Like what, however it comes, I think is how I answer or I just go with small because I'm assuming the value meals all have small fries, small drink, whatever. But if you say, do you want that medium or large? My answer is no. The recording, where it's not the actual human you're going to be interacting with, but the recording that automatically comes up when you approach the, the menu. And it's like telling you about a deal of the day or whatever. I'm just defaulting to no. It might be a great deal, but never once has that recording convinced me to do that. And if it, even if it is something like, if the recording says, hey, welcome to whatever, would you like to try a value meal today? My answer is no. And I may still go ahead and say, I want a value meal. But what I'm saying, the first words out of my mouth, if you're asking me a question before the transaction is no. On the flip side, if you offer me something, because as soon as I get to the window, you ask me for money or digital currency or however it works these days, and then I give that to you. And then from there, if you're asking me questions, regardless of if I need it or not, I'm going to say yes. Like the tables have turned. 
So now anything you give me in my head is is extra for free. So you got, you know, I got three drinks coming. Do you want a drink carrier? Yes, I do. The face that I get every time I say I want the drink carrier from people I'm related to by marriage or uh, my children is um, is confusion because and I'm not bragging, but like there's there's cup holders for each of the three drinks available in the car. There's no need for a drink carrier. But they're giving me the drink carrier. You know, maybe you, you know, hey, child, take this and use it as a, you know, cut it up and do some kind of art project with it. I want it. All right. Do you want me to put ketchup in the bag? Yes. Have I ever put ketchup on French fries as I'm eating while I'm driving? Never. Who does that? I mean, I, I guess I, I've known people to do that. And maybe the idea is you're not eating it in your car. <laughs> and so maybe later you'd be in a situation where you can empty the ketchup packets on a flat surface and then dip the French fries in that. I'm just saying, yes, I want it. And yes, uh, and I, I hate to admit this, but yes, those ketchup packets are, nobody's going to use those ever. I don't want to get into the specifics, but nobody's ever going to use those ketchup packets that I gleefully say I want those. Do you want extra napkins? At that point, I say yes, because the assumption is extra means these are the first napkins. And that may not be true, but that's what I'm working on. So before, so talking to the menu, don't tell me, I don't want anything that you're selling me. I've already given you the uh, the cash or, you know, whatever you accept. Yes to all that. <laughs> uh, when something is wrong and I catch it and I have it drove off, why isn't there an acknowledgement that I'm still sitting there? Why does time stop if I'm missing one of the drinks? Is the window, is it one of those double-sided windows where I can see inside, but the person from the inside cannot see outside? Is that like a safety feature? I don't know. I'm still here because you didn't give me everything. You remember that transaction where I gave you the money and there's like, you know, you type things in the computer. I don't have all of that. So what typically happens when that happens and I'm still sitting there is a look of shock or frustration. <laughs> shock, like, what are you still doing here? Or like, yes. <laughs> Yes, I don't have the drink. Oh, let me get you the drink. And that's cool, right? But it's it, the time that elapses between me sitting there without what I need and what and then getting things in motion to getting me what I need, it feels like that can be shortened. And if it's like a if it's a window issue, 
about visibility outside, then 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 this would be my call to to, to the folks to uh, fix the window so you can see. Or like you know, back in the day, they had like the 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 hose thing that made like a a bell sound. So if you don't hear the bell, then that person's still in the drive-through, and something's wrong. This is another weird one, and this has been happening more lately. This isn't a constant thing. And yes, I've been through a drive-through or fifteen during the pandemic. All right, I've been in a I've been in a drive-through or thirty. Okay, I order a diet coke, and you know, if there's a Coke Zero, I'll go for that. But specifically, when you say diet coke. What word gets mistaken for, (laughs) when I say diet, what are you hearing? Because more and more that's translating into, oh, so you're getting a Coke, like a regular Coke. Coca Cola Classic. You know, and again, the old technology. And I don't know what volume to use, okay? I'm already at a disadvantage because I pull up to the thing and I feel like if I talk in a normal voice and kind of stick out my stick my head out the window a little bit, that that's going to be adequate for you to hear. I like people. I see people wearing headphones and stuff. So if you got headphones, you can hear better, right? But when you <laughs> there's a I'm on the defensive at the beginning because. Sometimes I hear the recording and don't know it's a recording, and then I start to talk, and then the person says, okay, now what was that again? Back to the Diet Coke issue. What is the word diet getting mistaken for? And I've got a couple of ideas. It Does it sound like I say, I like Coke? What would you like to drink? I like Coke. What would you like to drink? Diet Coke. What would you like to drink? I like Coke. I mean, I don't know why somebody would say what they like instead of just saying what they want. And I can't be the only person getting a Diet Coke. Or like maybe I'm talking like a cave, uh, like a caveman or woman. I Coke. What would you like to drink? I Coke. What would you like to drink? Diet Coke. I Coke. I don't know. <laughs> Diet Coke. Then when I feel like, and so that's where we get into the behavior, is then I start really pronouncing my words. Yes, I would like a Diet Coke to drink. Diet. Could you repeat that back to me? And then I'm the jerk. And, I'm, and I am the jerk. Okay? Popeye's chicken sandwich, yummy, smaller than what I thought it would be. And really... Just fix the first where I talk to you in the drive-thru. And maybe the majority of people are not having issues. And this is going to sound selfish. But just make that first experience better for me in the drive-thru. Or just keep doing what you're doing. Final thoughts coming up. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. 
wanted to spend a few more minutes about drive-thrus. Just kidding. I, I don't have any more thoughts. I gave you all my thoughts on <laughs> on drive-thrus. I've got I've got some. I still got some things to work out there. Maybe I need to talk to a professional about that. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on one of the platforms. Just pick one. Apple Podcasts is a good way to do it. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Breaker. Maybe listen on something called CastBox. Subscribe to the podcast. And here's a here's something extra you could do uh, if you want to, or absolutely don't do this. Leave a review. There's a place... If you're on Apple Podcasts where it says write a review, and then you write a review, and you can write whatever you want. But if you've taken that step, and there's stars involved, give the most stars. Five stars. Even if you have terrible things to say. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt WVU for the 2020-2021 season. They're zero and zero.